Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. Reason that they are pushing things back as far as they as they are is in part to give team give players the opportunity to get into shape. But the other part is to get to a place where they feel as if they're not going to have a pandemic. They're not you know a mini pandemic within within the ranks. That's Rick Buecher on the NBA resuming play, hoping to avoid issues around COVID nineteen. There's a faction of NBA players who've held conference calls in the past 24 hours to discuss uncertainty about restarting the season in Orlando. There were 40 to 50 players on and off the conference calls in the past 24 hours discussing a number of concerns centered on the restart. Uh, players don't have to go. They can opt out without being penalized, although they would not be paid because they wouldn't, wouldn't be playing in those eight games. And these eight games will cover about roughly 10% of their, their salary. PK, I'm kind of torn on this. So two thoughts come to mind. One... Didn't the Players Association have enough information out there and enough buy-in that this was already covered? Or you can never cover this. There's too many conditions, especially for guys who are around people with health concerns. And we've heard some reluctance from Joe Ingles. He hasn't said he isn't going, but it's never sounded like he's really fully embraced the idea. You know, his wife is pregnant and he's got a kid who could be at risk. So he's got more issues than the average player. He's going to have more questions. Maybe that's all this is. I got to admit, I'm a little surprised. I thought the Players Association was all on board. Well, he has a kid at risk, but what does that matter as far as going to Orlando? I don't understand there. I don't either. Exactly. All I know is I kind of hear a reticence in, in Joe's voice, and he's mentioned that, so somehow that plays into it. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I thought the players were largely on board with this, and maybe I they are. They maybe are. forty to fifty is a small number, and I, I should have expected that, but I didn't. But if you have a, someone who is potentially susceptible in Salt Lake City, and what you're does in it Orlando. have to do? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I think that's two different issues. There, he's just worried about his son. Naturally, I don't think Nelson. I can't speak for him. He can speak for himself, but I don't think he's necessarily worried about it being an issue in Orlando. He's just worried about, well, he's separated from his son and his wife who is pregnant. He'd rather not be, but they're not going to travel because they have the pregnancy and the susceptibility. Plus, the young young boy has his therapy that Joe has spoken about. They've got their lives here. He doesn't necessarily want to uproot them for six weeks or however long it might be in Orlando. But that doesn't have anything to do with him getting sick of something in Orlando. Two separate issues there. NBA team personnel expected to uh, be asked to submit personal medical histories to a panel of physicians who would review the individual risk of serious illness due to any spread of COVID-19 in the NBA's bubble environment in Orlando. Now, it's unclear what kind of authority or power they're going to have to deny people to go. Uh, We know there's three coaches 65 and older. Now, there could be people who have issues with asthma, diabetes. There's probably a whole wide range of things. So I don't know how much you're going to be able to limit them. Is this going to be more informational? That's another issue that isn't clear right now. Yeah, I think the big picture here is the NBA is going to do it. If you individually can't or don't want to, 
then sit out. But this is what we're going to do. So we can be, continue to beat this to death between now and July 31st. But I don't think it's going to change anything. If you can't or don't want to do it, don't do it. I think that's largely true. The one thing I've heard raised is that if the 40 to 50 players who sit out are stars, the NBA is such a star-driven league. How many high-level players, star players, superstar players, I mean, we can sit here and stratify them forever. <laughs> we often do. Um, how, many of they, how many of those players can they lose um, before the whole thing kind of falls apart because the public isn't interested because you don't have the best players there. I mean, 40 to 50 players, these could be guys 13 on the roster, at which point everybody's going to shrug. They could be guy 8 on the roster, people are probably still shrugging. But if they get to be bigger names, maybe it has a bigger impact on just the interest in the whole thing. Sure, but it won't, so don't worry about it. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think there was obviously an agreement or uh, some people also would say collusion between the owners to not want to sign him. But the bottom line is he's a guy who's been to a Super Bowl. He's played at a high level. He probably would have been better than some of the other backup quarterbacks, at least they're on rosters. So for a period of time, I, I think you definitely you know could have said that, and maybe he does deserve that. That's Brady Quinn talking about Colin Kaepernick, his potential as a player, and be interested to hear from Kaepernick. I don't know if I've missed anything, if you've seen any words. I think it's been pretty quiet out there. You know, does he want to play? That's the first question. Or he's happy with his life now and he's got a good thing going and he's 32 and why go why go get beat up on a football field now? At 28 he wanted to, but at 32, it's a different time. Issue number two, we're going to beat to death. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts quarterback, Phillip Rivers, says the criticism he received with the Chargers last year, bugged him. Says at times what may have aggravated me a little bit was critics saying I couldn't play anymore. When you heard that, it bothered me because I wanted to go, well, let's turn on the tape and watch all the good things. There were some bad plays, certainly some throws I went back and some costly mistakes. I owned up to all those. There was so much good, and I had some throws last year probably as good as I had my whole career. So this is a guy who's going to have a chip on his shoulder with the Colts, and how much of a difference is that going to make for the Colts in that division? Because he's clearly going to have a chip on his shoulder. I'll have to see how it helps the Colts. I I, I would think that just about every quarterback faces this type of criticism as you get older. It's natural, and they have this chip, and they have to figure out to the point where I don't want to do this anymore. And obviously, Phillip Rivers isn't to that point. And if I'm the Colts, I think that's good. Have some motivation. Carolina Panthers have moved the statue of former owner Jerry Richardson from outside the North Gate of Bank America Stadium to an undisclosed site for what the team called Safety Concerns. There have been rumblings on social media the statue might be torn down. Protests continue in Charlotte following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Richardson sold the team in 2018, but there are reports of racial and sexual misconduct in the 2017 season. So a preemptive move by the Panthers. It's weird to see a crane hoisting that and putting it on a flatbed truck and having it driven away. Yeah, I guess so. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The Heisman Trophy and everything that happened with USC, that's in the past. Um, would I love to have it back? Hell yes. But at the same time, is it my focus right now? Absolutely not. Reggie Bush on his Heisman Trophy. He served the 10 years now. He's no longer disassociated from the university. I guess the difference here, and in my mind, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. I think he is in most people's minds. He doesn't have the trophy. I guess it would be cool to have it and look at it. But he's still the Heisman Trophy winner. 
So basically, it's just a 10-year penalty, and at the end of 10 years, you get everything back? Is that the way it works? Well, everything except the actual trophy, yeah. Apparently, the disassociation is over after 10 years. So you can walk around campus, go to practice. Uh, There's rules on how much you can help recruit when you're not a member of the staff, but obviously you can help recruit just by being active on social media. So... And he wasn't allowed to be active on social media. Would would he? I don't know how far far reaching those penalties are. You know, I mean, I think the in person stuff at practice on campus. um, I think that stuff that's that's pretty ironclad. But he's past it now. Yeah, I think that this is a sign of the times since we don't have much live sports or if any. I realize golf's going on right now, and so this is becoming a big story. If it would have been a regular year. A Reggie Bush's 10-year penalty is over. Okay, congratulations, Reggie. Now what are we doing there? Well, we're, right now we'd be talking about the NBA Finals because it's June 11th, and we'd be hip-deep in that, and that would be uh, that would be the topic. Just have somebody make a trophy if you want one, Reg. The SEC will hold virtual media days this year instead of its annual in-person event, joining a growing number of conferences going to the, the digital format. No dates for the SEC yet, but... We know other leagues have announced it. The Mountain West announced it. They were kind of on the on the front end of this. So the SEC, no no traveling for two days of hanging out with the guys and endless interviews with the players. It'll all be online. Two Texas football players tested positive for COVID-19. Third tested positive for the antibodies, University announced yesterday. Texas has brought 58 players this week to campus. Campus is still largely closed to students there, but they've got 58 players in now as uh, they start to ramp up. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. With the first pick of the 2020 MLB draft, the Detroit Tigers select Spencer Torkelson, a third baseman from Arizona State University. The fourth Sun Devil to go number one. Torkelson. Breaking Barry Bond's record his freshman year. He's coming in and smashing it. For a guy who wasn't even drafted as a high school guy. So I guess we always have to uh, always have to look around and allow people to continue to get better. Torkelson from undrafted to number one. ASU. You puffing your chest out, PK? Uh, well, when they go to the pros, they go to the pros. I'm an ASU fan. I'm not a fan of ASU players in the pros any more than I am a fan of whomever players from the pros. It's unfortunate for the team because they had two first-round draft choices and the season obviously was uh, canceled. And so uh, the, the, the manager, the coach, needed a big season and he had a team that was lined up to do it, but obviously it didn't come to pass. But it's a great story for a kid who wasn't drafted coming out of high school because normally, you know, in those 40-round uh, drafts that they have, kids are drafted, but this kid wasn't. And interestingly, they let him. They introduced him as a third baseman. He didn't play one second at third base uh, during this past season. He was a first baseman, but they think he's athletic enough and and get to be the first pick. And great, great for him. Good luck to him. Doesn't doesn't really mean a whole lot because there's been actually been first round picks, the first of the first rounds, who haven't done much, or they have maybe journeyman careers. I mean, other guys have been stars. I mean, you talk about Bonds. I think Bonds went sixth, if he I did. remember correctly. He did. And obviously, he had a Hall of Fame career with or without the steroids. Uh, but, yeah, I actually watched it because it was something to do. Rob Manfred 
Six years MLB commissioner, uh, did an interview on ESPN and said he's 100% sure there will be baseball this year. So that's a quote to hold on to. 100% sure. What the league will look like, we'll see. But how many games they'll play, we'll see. But he's 100% sure. Well, I think that was a smart political statement there because then that puts the pressure on the players. I'm 100% sure. Are you 100% sure? (laughs) DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. This World Cup type uh, tournament is going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be played with multiple games a day for a very concentrated uh, period of time, and we're just excited about it. That's Major League Soccer Commissioner Don Garber. Tournament starts July 8th in Orlando. They're going to seed the groups for their World Cup-like tournament with the draw today. RSL has one of the top six seeds. They're just going to find out who else is going to be in the group with them. The draws today at 1.30. So July 8th for soccer in Orlando, July 31st in Orlando for the NBA. DJ and PK. Golf. Tony Finau, noon. 12.17 actually. His tee time, the Colonial Country Club hosting the PGA Tour. It resumes today. Zach Blair goes off at 11.22. Keith Clearwater, who won it back in 1987, the former Cougar. He's off at 1 o'clock. So there are the pros. 16 of the top 20 golfers are going. And Tiger Woods is not. But most of the other big names are there. Real live sports, PK. It happens today. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. First round of the... First round doesn't usually get a lot. We had Brian Taylor on, and, and he was saying, ah, oh, I usually like to play 36 holes and then watch the last 36. This first round will probably be a little different. Probably a few more... Few more TVs, few more eyes on this one. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up today, Joe Ingles is going to join us at 745. Craig Bullerjack is here at 830. Stay with us. A lot of jazz talk still to come on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.